Welcome to Direct Off, uh, the podcast where we take two directors, put them face to face. My name is Drew Mick. I'm Tanner Ackerman. And I'm Patrick Huff. How art thou, thou globby bottle of cheap, stinking chip oil? Come get one of the yarbles if you have any yarbles. I can't pronounce the last part of that insult. I don't know how to say it, but what? that's one of my favorite lines of that movie. <laughs> what part is that again in Space Odyssey? Uh, <laughs> that's when they're... <laughs> <laughs> took me some time to <laughs> so The AI is glitching out and just like... <laughs> if it isn't fat, stinking Billy Goat Billy Boy... <laughs> Oh, yeah, that one was weird. And furthermore, I watched... So that was Clockwork Orange. I watched that one mostly at my desk at work while I was doing mindless tasks. That is a, that is a bold, That's, bold move. I would be like... <laughs> <laughs> like watching it, looking Punching over my over shoulder. That's, like, That's super risky. <laughs> that quote is when they, they go in and they fight the other gang while yeah. they're trying to... While they're assaulting that woman. Oh, and then yeah. they just throw each other through tables for like five minutes yeah and yeah. they're just like fling, throwing their bodies at each other they're just like drop kicking into the person holding the chair and the chair <laughs> yes. is exploding and yeah uh let's see if there's yeah i i, I just have always wanted to yell that insult at someone because it's now you com- did. completely ridiculous <laughs> so should we talk about what we're doing this, yeah this, podcast so this is episode? this is a part two right or kind of yeah this is part two yeah the sequel to the yeah. what what is the comparison we're doing pat uh paul thomas anderson versus so versus, versus uh stanley kubrick sorry yes. and the three films we watched were uh dr strangelove or how i stopped worrying and learned to love the bomb uh 2001 a space odyssey and a clockwork orange all three pretty bizarre in their own way i'd say if I if yeah, I had that to, was accurate. I, I guess I'm gonna kick it off. I suppose. Like I was thinking about this. Strange Love is like funny, s- serious, but like pretty funny. I'd say that movie know, was was like pretty hilarious. I thought it was, it was hilarious. Funny. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there were some parts Every... where I was just laughing very hard, and also just the extreme characters of some people, like Ripper, the guy who's just like <laughs> pulling out a gun and just like yelling at Peter Sellers' character, one of his three characters. To get over and like feed him the gun, and then also the guy chewing his gum in the war room, George C. Scott. <laughs> Just like... every, every single thing that George C. Scott said oh. in this movie was hilarious. Now, Mr. President, with all due respect, <laughs> the, that's not how it's gonna parts, happen. <laughs> it's is when he uh, when he first gets the phone call and he walks over and he's like his shorts and his shirts open and he just like slaps his belly. <laughs> he's just like, all right, Mr. President. <laughs> Uh-huh, uh-huh, yeah, okay. <laughs> That's pretty good, pretty good impression. I also, I thought I just was getting a kick out of, I guess, are we going to just lead it off by talking about Strange Love? Is that the way to yeah, do yeah, it? Yeah, we, we might as right. well. It's It was his first, uh, not his first movie, but the earliest of the three that we're discussing. Yeah, sure. these three were, happened, we happened to pick three that were in order and back to back yeah. to back. Uh, the other so, thing I got a kick out of was, before we'll actually get into it, was like the way the president would just talk to the Russian uh, president just on the phone like it was a normal thing no now now dimitri <laughs> I, how do you think i feel about this like, i'm sorry too okay you're more sorry than we're me. both sorry we're, okay we're equally sorry As fucking nukes are being launched towards russia <laughs> oh so good all right that's all we'll, we'll get we'll talk more about that but uh, how should we talk about this hold on
All right. Rip, Rip it. it. Yeah. So Doctor Strangelove is a, uh, what's it say here? A black comedy that satirizes the Cold War fears of nuclear conflict between the Soviet mm-hmm. Union and the United States. And I would say it does a good job of that. Uh, yeah. It somehow turns an absolute terrifying scenario into a pretty funny movie. Yeah. It's and it ends funny. on yeah. a dark note. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, it sure. ends with <laughs> the bomb going Holocaust, off, right? Yeah, um, yeah, the, the doomsday scenario. It act it it ends with a pretty hilarious quote from Peter Sellers. But what does but, he say again? I don't remember. Says, when he stands, mind Fuhrer, I, I can walk. walk. <laughs> oh <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Peter Sellers. Funny. What the fuck? <laughs> He was movie. the he was the president. He was the British like second in command of the one base, and then he was also Mandrake, Doctor Strange. Yeah. Mandrake, yeah, yeah. yeah. What did you guys think of this movie? Did you like it? I like I liked it a lot. I don't know. I, I thought loved it. Was, it. I, I thought it was great. I had like I did no too. clue what it was really going in, other than like that. There's a dude wearing a cowboy hat riding a bomb down at one point, and that was like barely a thing. Simpsons. Yeah, that was barely any part of it, but that, it, that was like the part that seeped into pop culture. In my mind. When I'd seen that uh, scene before, in my mind it had developed. I thought it was actually like flying straight through the air, but not dropping backwards. Yeah, well, that was unexpected. It, yeah, like like we said, just everyone was just an extreme personality, like including that guy with the cowboy hat. These three movies definitely like uh, like Tanner said they they have been seeped in the pop culture for basically since they came out. Like yeah, for sure. even having not seen them, like you kind of knew. Like, you knew at least something about it or had, uh, like, that, uh, the image of him mm-hmm. on the know. bomb. Or, like, my image is, like, I, I remember seeing, pe- like, Peter Sellers doing the, the, the thing and then hitting his arm down all the time. Yeah. I had heard the quote, um, gentlemen, we can't fight in here. This fight is the, the war room. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That line was, I laughed out loud after that. Yeah. Like, There's no fighting in the war room. <laughs> yeah. And and they're gonna look at the big board. <laughs> I when they're like fighting with the camera, and he goes, "I've never heard of or seen such uh, activity in the war room before." <laughs> like just the irony of a, a room where they like commit massacres, essentially. From the the first time I saw this, so in college, I actually took a class on Stanley Kubrick. It was uh, probably the best class in my college career. Uh, awesome class. And and I watched this movie and like I we talked about it and I pretty much understood it but like watching it again as you're older it's just it's just funnier it's just a very <laughs> funny movie yeah I was gonna say I'm glad because so I hadn't seen Space Odyssey or this I'd seen Clockwork Orange before but like I'm glad that like I waited till I was thirty ish to see these because there's no way especially this one that I would have like appreciated as much as I do now I think it was just genuinely hilarious yeah I'm also points. glad personally for me I think all three of us this was the last one I watched of the three and I was like Same. going into it yeah. like Ugh, all right more and then it was yeah, like oh the shortest, yeah, <laughs> and definitely, like, and the it, when I saw that it was like an hour and 34 minutes I was like nice yeah <laughs> yeah thank god Did, the so, other two were quite long but good at the beginning at least I don't know if it was just the copy I saw, but it like it was like a text saying like this is like the U.S. Air Force has like basically said like this is a fabricate. There's no way this would actually happen. Yeah, and <laughs> all that. Like, were they like in trouble for a bit before they were able to put this movie out and stuff? I mean, I'm sure that the military. What was it? Sixty seven. Sixty four. Or maybe they oh, would have wow. to like go to them and be like, "Hey, here's the movie." And it's like, okay, here's what you got to put before it. <laughs> yeah, which makes sense because I mean, otherwise it'd be pretty fear mongering. Like, if it was that 
yeah, the idea that someone, someone to one person could just yeah launch it be like hey we're gonna you know nuke russia and also because of the like policy of this we cut all communications and also shoot anyone coming in even if they're clearly u.s soldiers because they might be communists george c scott explaining how this air happened was one of the funniest parts of the movie when he would get when he was like well sir you got to remember that you did approve this uh <laughs> And obviously, yeah. obviously, the human air part has failed us a little bit here. But but I don't want to. <laughs> he's like, I don't want to jump to conclusions uh, until we have all the facts. And it's like, <laughs> what are you talking like, about? It's like, only one out of everyone, you know, yeah. did this. So that's not, that's pretty that's pretty and, good. That's and pretty then good. he was saying like, and we don't know what's going on in there. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to. I don't think we should. I don't want to jump to conclusions. Bad talk the whole program with one bad egg, sir. It's just like one bad egg. Like one bad egg is causing like. The nonchalantness of just both him and like the president talking to the just like them just being like, well, it's nuclear, you know, war. What, what are we gonna do? We're just gonna, you know, we'll just wake up and tomorrow's Monday. <laughs> and he just was just shoving pieces of spearmint in his mouth. Yeah, the whole how, how, <laughs> just, he's like gum he put in his mouth. The president would just shut him down, and he would just like sit back, crossed arm, and like shove some gum in his mouth. <laughs> oh, was that guy been in anything else? I. I know he, Peter uh, Sellers was. Uh, is yeah, that Pink Panther or Peter Sellers was pretty famous in the '60s. He's been in a bunch of other stuff. Um, he was in Lolita, the other right um, Stanley Kubrick movie. But yeah, he, he was the, the Pink Panther for sure. Okay, like the original one. It, um, who is the name of the, the guy? other guy? George C. Scott is his name, and he's he's pretty he was pretty famous. He won uh, an Oscar for portraying General Patton. In 1970, oh, that's he like does kind of have that role. patent look. There, he, yeah, he there's... was hilarious in the movie. In this movie, <laughs> so good. I liked right after, like basically when he gets shut down, and then he takes that phone call from like his mistress. Yeah, to call me. And we don't know who it is until, and then slowly we figure out, oh, it's his mistress. <laughs> yeah, he's like, you, you just hang tight. I'll be there. I'll be right there. The president needs me. And he's like. <laughs> He's like uh, talking about nuclear holocaust, and he's like, "No, no, no, no! This I, it's not just a physical thing. I really respect yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to make you Mrs. Turgeson someday." Yeah, this movie was low key, not low key, very, very funny, and I really appreciated it. Oh, I loved how all around the Air Force it would say like, "Keeping peace is our profession." Yeah, it just kept like showing that everywhere. When uh, they were having the battle scenes, there were just like a bunch of soldiers firing into the room and it was next like under a big sign that was yeah, like big sign peace is our peace mission yeah um i had this thought while watching it but if it were to be redone in the modern age uh i think ripper would be played by josh brolin there's like no like no doubt oh, in my mind that's uh, true. and then i was thinking like who else could be in this movie if it were to be recast now i don't know if you guys uh, want to weigh in in that jim carrey could have been dr St- or like Peter Sellers, he could have the president. And oh yeah, he, he should have. He could do all three of those things. Yeah, uh, especially Doctor Strangelove, he would have been <laughs> very specifically funny at that. would have been very good at that. Um, For some reason, I keep thinking of, and I hate it now, especially after reading his Twitter last night. Randy Quaid as the guy on the bomb. <laughs> yeah, it, his Twitter is a nauseous minefield, and I hate it. <laughs> Dude, um, 
He's, he's and also he's he probably too too old now. Like I don't know if you've seen him lately, but his beard is bigger than yours, Tanner. He's definitely yeah, not allowed wild. in the United States because of like tax evasion. Like he is. Oh, is he not on the? <laughs> no, in, where is he? I didn't know that. He's, he, he lives in Canada. Like, oh, he can't come to the United okay. States. <laughs> I did not know that. Oh my god! Yeah, all this shit with it's, Trump. What the? It's real fuck? life. <laughs> all right. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah, I, I I think I don't want to smear Randy Quaid's good name, I guess, but I smear him. I, <laughs> just like, I, I wouldn't be too worried. I just watched Christmas Vacation, and he's great in that. So he is unbelievable in that movie. So yeah, I, yeah. hate him as a person. A single but, shot in, yeah. that, in that movie. Anyway, this isn't the Randy Quaid cast. That's our next podcast. Yep. <laughs> like I don't know. Like I keep feeling like we're just talking. Like yeah, this part was hilarious. This movie was funny. Is there any like deeper things that we can delve into with this movie? Well, one thing I I noticed, like especially with all these, is like one big thing with like watching a movie from like a great director is just like the shots are just like on another yeah. level. Mm-hmm. Like the first scene where it shows Ripper and he's like on the phone. It's just like the way it's established with all the stuff around him and like the angle it is on him. Like you, you just like you wouldn't see that in just a run of the mill movie that's just like made for like a, a comedy in the nineties. Like you wouldn't see that type of camera angle, and they're doing this with like way shittier equipment. And, and it was like it was like an eerie angle to like yeah. the, going between Ripper and Mandrake. Like Mandrake, I don't know his camera shot and like the lighting there made it seem. And he was much more of a chipper, upbeat character. Yeah. Um, and then Ripper would just be like, yeah. And then the, just the shots of the war room in all that, yes. like just everyone around the big thing with the lights and the giant boards and stuff. Just like, it looked amazing. Yeah. Like, Sir. For how cheap it had to have been. Sir, you can't let him in here. He'll see the big board. He'll see the big board. <laughs> <laughs> I also did just coming in and there's just like a buffet there. He's yeah, they had a buffet, fish. right? Okay. That wasn't just my fever dream. <laughs> like, the... Yeah, like you, the 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 first thing I noticed when I w- was watching these movies was Kubrick is just a master with the camera. All the shots are just, especially in, it, this one was very well staged and set up. But like in two thousand one and A Clockwork Orange, there were some shots he did where I was just like, "This is I, how did he do this in the sixties? Yeah. I mean, that's just like how early you know, 70s. This dude was just yeah. on another level. Yeah, we'll talk just... about the shots of two thousand one like soon for but, sure. Uh, yeah. But in terms of this being like a like a deeper analysis, I guess I just think it was it, it, in itself. It is kind it's of it's so funny over the top. Yeah, it's <laughs> and it's I loved like it. a it's like the perfect satire. Like it it took a scary subject and made it funny while also like not downplaying the seriousness of it. It's yeah, like, yeah. Well, and even for when it came out, like pointing out like the people being scared of communism is, is really ridiculous. Like it's too much how it is, and also like. The, I didn't know that, like, the whole people having conspiracies about fluoride in the water was around then, even. Oh, it's just one of those timeless things, like you know? one of the oldest conspiracy theories, then. Like, I just did not realize it. That's why he only drinks distilled water or rainwater. Or rainwater. And um, <laughs> grain alcohol. Yes. Mm-hmm. What a weird, weird character that guy was. I, 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 we're, I, it's again going to like kind of the funny parts but he's like standing in front of the window he's like what the hell because they just like shot through it and yeah. they shoot through it again and just happens not to hit him but flies all yeah because he's him. just like at the window just like what's going on out there he's like he struggles to get yeah, the gun pulled yeah. out of the golf bag at first too which is just comical Wait, um, doesn't he say like he's like good shooting boys when like shooting through the window yeah, <laughs> yeah and he's just <laughs> Um, God, what a what a character! 
Ripper no. and George C. Scott were my two favorite characters. I don't know, and man. I don't know. Ripper, Peter Sellers, though. <laughs> Ripper was hilarious that when, when uh, they're sitting there talking and he's like, so when did you figure out this, this theory of yours? And he's like, uh, I learned after I'd been with a woman that once I'd given them my <laughs> essence that I was tired. And he's like, now I don't shy away from women, but. I don't allow them my essence. And it's like, what What are you talking about? <laughs> just clearly had gone you lunatic. fucking nuts. Uh, and then like out of nowhere, they were talking and he's just like, have you ever been captured by the enemy? <laughs> like, or something like, have you ever been a prisoner of war? And he's like, yeah. uh, uh, y- y- yes, sir. <laughs> uh, I, I don't know how well I'd hold up under torture. And then he just goes <laughs> in the bathroom and kills himself. Kills, kills himself. himself. Hmm. And then everything with uh, when the one like general comes in after he's like finally figured out what the like code is to to recall it, it everything with that I think is just hilarious. The Colonel Guano, the yeah. his name Colonel Guano, yeah. I need you to that, shoot that pop machine, that Coke machine. <laughs> that right, guy, well. yeah. Go ahead, Tater. He's like, well, if you don't get a hold of the president, you have the Coke company to answer to. <laughs> yeah, that is Coke one of the. Cola. I laughed so hard. He's like. You're going to have to deal with the Coca-Cola company, sir. <laughs> I also just love the ridiculousness of him, like, shooting at it and just coins start pi- pa- falling out of it like it's a slot machine. Clearly, that was just, like, that was a button they pressed on the face. Pounded the face with soda, yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah, and then it cuts. Like, it doesn't, like, show him making the call or anything. Then it's like, yeah, we got the planes coming back. Do you have 55 cents? Sir, you you don't think that I'd carry spare change with me in the battle, do you? <laughs> it's just seriousness of this guy. Yeah, I mean, this movie, this was one of the lighter of his two movies. I think the other ones have a lot more, like, um, if I were to like rank critical it, this, analysis. This one is the lightest. I'd say Clockwork Orange is weirdly, like, the middle ground, and then Space Odyssey is, like, serious. Yeah, I, I think I would agree with that. Yeah. Clockwork Orange, yeah. probably, I would say, verges towards a little more serious, but it was, it just had some ridiculousness to it. Is there anything else we should talk about with Strange Love before we kind of move on to another one? Uh, we got to do favorite shot oh. and favorite performance, right? Is it, was George, George C. One? Scott for me, like 100%. Same. Same. I thought George C. Scott was the, just so good. Yeah, the yeah, funniest I, person I in this not, movie. Would not argue against that at all. Which sucks because Peter Sellers had the he had three roles and he did yeah. each of them like so distinctly different that I like looked it up it was just, and I was like, yeah. Oh, it's him. I didn't realize that at first. I mean, maybe the funniest part, the, the two funniest parts of the movie to me were, uh, the phone booth conversation where he's trying to speak to the president and like, he doesn't have any change. And then the Coke thing. And then the, the first part with George C. Scott, where he's like explaining how this <laughs> happened. <laughs> he takes the phone call from his mistress. That whole scene was hilarious. And then the the ending speech from Doctor Strange Love or Strange Love, where he, he's like <laughs> biting his fist and like stopping his arm down, and he accidentally keeps saying "Mind Fear" over and over again. And it's it's just like and him so, just explaining their plan of like, yes, we'll need you know ten it, ten men it, or ten women for ten women man. for a man. It sounds like, like horrible. So, what was that supposed to be? Something like uh, him, like reverting back to Nazism. Is that what that was? I don't know what was going. Or, like, on Like, what there. was going on with his hand? Like, what is that? 
Yeah. Like, yeah. Was that supposed to be like his ideas were like that of like Nazi Germany at one point? I was like, this is something if we so, ever needed to do, we could do it. Because a lot of it was sounded a little bit not Nazi-ish when he's like, you know, we will select them based on physical attributes and yeah. all this stuff. And so it's like as he was disgu- discussing <laughs> this plan he needed to do, he was reverting back and furthermore was able to walk. Yes, so my like, fear! I can walk. <laughs> like, so I guess that's just a full uh, reversal from him. I I'm guess what was going on there. I do, I do think it's George C. Scott for me. That's going to be the standout. Like, I will continue to think about that for like the next month or so. I don't know. Or whenever I think of this movie, I'll think of George C. Scott. For sure. I, I would definitely agree with that. What was his character's name? Uh, General Turgeson. 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 Yes. Shot. Favorite shots. Hmm. I think it's for me the first the first shot of Ripper. Just like the way like the room looks yeah. and everything, and like how menacing he's like meant to look is really well done. That or the like first shot of the war room. I don't know. Yeah, like, where they're I all like around it. I like all the guys sitting around the table in the war room. The war room. Uh, I was thinking the war room, but no the the Ripper shot is very good. Mm-hmm. I can't. Th- I'm trying to even think of just another one, but him. Uh, the bomb when he's just like Yeehaw. yeah yeah that would that'd be the other one it's pretty good but, like this movie like it, it's like you can see clearly like the director's super good at shots and stuff but like he's much more limited by what their budget and what their sets are because like i mean to be, like the airplane looks like it's a really plastic bad. plane being yeah. moved around that like, might have been like partially like could have been intentional to well, yeah to be I mean, funny with kubrick like, to be fair like yeah he doesn't typically do anything unintentionally did did you guys catch who one of the pilots was in the not one of the pilots one of the aircraftsmen was in the plane no it's gonna blow james earl jones what yeah seriously that was james earl jones yeah he he was one of the guys i did not catch that very very young james earl jones no so yeah he did it i just always thought james earl jones was old he's been just old forever like him and uh, him and like uh uh nicholson and Morgan Freeman. Gene Hackman's say. another guy that's always looked old. I- Ian McKellen. Yeah, that's you. Christopher Plummer. Yeah, he's just uh, a classic old man. Who Who's the guy that played Dooku? Christopher Lee. Christopher Lee, that guy's always been old. Well, he's also dead, so... Yeah. R.I.P. You're kind of a butthead now. <laughs> um, one other thing I wanted to say. I think I remember hearing this, and maybe, Patrick, you can confirm... A lot of the actors in this movie had no idea that this was actually kind of going to be a f- comedy, satire, funny movie. A lot of them thought it was going to be more serious. And I could see while being filmed in this why for a long time they would be like, oh, yeah, this is a serious movie with like the humor cut in. I don't know. I had heard yeah, that rumor. Because part of what makes it funny, though, is like how serious and dry their delivery is. They're not playing it up for like yucks at all. It just it's just the subject matter in the way like is funny. What they're saying is funny, and the fact that they're saying it so straight makes it funny. George C. Scott and uh, Doctor Strange Love those characters ham it up a little bit, but the the rest of them are like uh, R- Ripper is like very straight faced and serious he's almost playing it like it's like almost like buzz lightyear and how serious buzz lightyear is played and that's why it's so fucking funny (laughs) good shot good shooting boys so good oh i before i forget i keep uh just great use of the word ruskies in this (laughs) these ruskies goddamn ruski (laughs) very funny i found it funny too when like they're pulling up finally to come into the the 
the base to try to get to him, and like the people defending are like, "Wow, those look like the real thing. That's incredible." Anyway, <laughs> and to start shooting him still. Oh, because they all think it's a drill. Yeah. yeah. Very funny. Um, yeah, I, I I don't have any more thoughts on that movie except that it was funnier than I remembered, and I it is it's a great movie. I almost feel like very, we should have ended enjoyable. on this one. Maybe maybe not. Maybe the energy is high now. Maybe the energy from this is what I need to go into whatever we talk about next. Anyone have an opinion? Um, Should we go just chronological? Order, well just, yeah, yeah, I think okay. we're on uh, 2001, right? Yes. So okay. I, I somehow had never seen this movie. Yeah, I never had it's either. like widely regarded as I five had. greatest films ever made. But I had seen it, but I don't. I didn't really remember a lot. I remembered. I mean, honestly, here's the thing about this movie. It could have been about an hour shorter. There was so much fluff in there it, uh, d- that it did not need that it just like, I don't know. And so like, I guess I remembered most of it. I just couldn't remember like most of the two hours, which was a well, lot especially of just beautiful shots. And the first like 15, 20 minutes or so of just like the, the ape people, like we, that was, that could have been condensed to like a three minute clip. That was way longer than I remembered it being. It was it, insane it how, how long it is. Ever. I just I, I assumed that most of this took place in space, and then I just like I'd seen the clip of the obelisk, the, the monkey the, the grabbing the, with the not, yeah. I didn't know anything about the monolith, but oh, I assumed, you didn't. That's that's what I knew about. I yeah. knew yeah, like, when he first grabs the. There's that slow motion where he yeah, grabs and they're the just crushing the tool. skulls. Yeah, because, yeah, like, what, so it's like two tribes, and like one of them forces the other away from the water hole. Because mm-hmm. they then, figure out how to use weapons, right? So they're like... Because they're able to hold and make it so just... They, they they're like, oh, a club. Yeah. They first get forced away, then the monolith appears, and they like freak out and touch it. And then after the one that touches it figures out how to use a tool, they then beat that one back and get the, the watering hole back. It's... And then like that's why the shot is when he throws the like bone in the air. It cuts to like the spaceship, because that's like... At least what I took it as like this is supposed to be like yeah. this is what started man off on like figuring out tools and all that and this you know look where it led. We're it's in like space ali- aliens have like led to the evolution of humankind. It's like that's something that's said in like Prometheus. That's what's said in like yeah. Oh, I don't know. You, Fuck, interstellar my, even. You yeah. can see the f- the fingerprints of this movie in the way it looks on. So I hadn't seen this right, and I'd seen all these other yeah. sci-fi movies. Like this was clearly a huge huge inspiration on all those films a big thought i had with this so like there's the like the people who think the moon landing was faked and stuff and like stanley kubrick like helped him fake it and stuff and i never really got that because i'm like it was the 60s how the hell could he and then like watching this movie like oh i 100 percent see how someone could talk themselves into like stanley kubrick helped fake this like it is unbelievable Oh, yeah. So you so you're t- you're taking the red pill and you think the moon landing? Yeah, is I've been. Yeah, I have some materials. <laughs> <on that screen. laughs> uh, I've got some YouTube videos that are really great. I can show you. Like the shot when they're like on the moon and like taking the bus to go to like the little part where they mined through. It's just like that looks like they went to space and filmed it. And this this came out in '68. Yeah. Yeah. I, I I just I was shocked at how good it still looks. Like I was watching, yeah. and I was like, "Man, this still just looks really, like really good." It's incredible! Like I feel I like some of these shots look enough. better than like the prequel trilogy of Star Wars. I don't know. <laughs> A lot of these shots look better it, than. The I'll tell you what, it looks way. It, it looks way better than the Star Wars movies. Like for sure. I, I mean, that's, that's tough to I mean, say, but honestly, like it definitely looks better than. Yeah. No, I was very for impressed. Me, 
is I, Interstellar, which is an yeah. absurd because Interstellar came out what five six years ago. Yeah, in like I just I think the only thing that even rivals this is Interstellar in terms of how it made space look, which is insane. Or like gra- Gravity looks pretty good. Like there's movies that look really good, but this movie like was made. F- 40 years before those ones like they, it shouldn't look as good as it does and it and it does yeah also so this came out in 68 yeah yes so the next year was 69 which is when we landed on the moon when yes. did like the russians get someone up to space because i'm just like impressed with like his kind of understanding or like well I don't how know how space would kind of work before we even got up there i don't well, know we, when we had been in space was and all that stuff but yeah we had been in space. was because that was the first time somebody orbited the moon because um neil armstrong had gone on he he'd been in aircraft in space before he went to the moon so i don't know how long ago that. so maybe we had been in orbit so they had an understanding of how space were obviously because like he it's it's praised for being incredibly like scientific like i'm thinking of like the guy up on the space station jogging around in the circle and like that's the that artificial the, the artificial gra- gravity that shot holy shit is so like, good jogging around a circle like and i and just blew my mind yeah that they did it when they did it the other shot, shot um when he follows the lady she has the grip shoes yeah so she like walks all the way upside down yeah and then in to the thing uh you- that was a good shot too it, this movie just is just full of great shots everything with uh and this was i don't know if this was uh, i think it was because i'd seen lolita and i'd seen paths of glory but the the use of the classical music like he uses it's in this so movie good. is so good. Really good when it i shows love that, that song it's, it's thieving magpie right when uh, i'm i'm gonna fuck up the classical yeah that one but uh all of those shots were fantastic now could they have been a little shorter maybe but they were cool and they looked really good there were like uh, probably 20 different shots on this that i'd be like yeah i'd, I'd hang that picture up in my house because it looks yeah. so fucking good that the the first time it shows the spaceships in uh in orbit like it shows the big satellite thing it was like a really long drawn out of showing it up but i think he, he was just like this looks super cool and i'm just gonna make everyone watch it for like five minutes because no one's yeah. done this before. so that is uh, we're gonna talk about it that but that that whole sequence is gonna be my favorite shot but it's also the shot in my mind that could have been like greatly reduced <laughs> like it didn't it, it didn't need to be in there also the part where like the thing was being elevated down like the shuttle was like a minute too long <laughs> so oh, long when it's when it finally yeah. lands yeah, and then it's just yeah. like going down. I don't. There, I, uh, it's just a lot of just lingering on things that I feel like didn't need to. But I mean, it was beautiful, so I guess I can't complain. But and it's just a long movie, of, guys. It is long. That's <laughs> two hours and twenty five minutes. You're not wrong. The 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 use of music though made it uh, more palatable because yeah. like it was cool. And then uh, another shot I loved was when they they get to space and they're walking down to the monolith and it's just like the weird like singing mm. it's like kind of creepy and then they're walking down and then they touch it that shot's it's like the it's like a dissonance basically where it's yeah. like just notes that are just slightly off and it's like people singing it and it just yeah. creates this eerie feeling in the back of your brain like the shot of like looking into like the mine area and stuff is just like really and nice. yeah i don't know what it is about 
uh, this is just a weird tangent that I'm going to bring up here. Maybe I'm super wrong. But, okay, so whenever I watch movies from, like, the 60s, and all the leading men, to me, just, like, look exactly the same. Like, they I, I all agree. just look I, like the same dude. Maybe I it's because I don't I know could who not they distinguish are. between the two guys that were yeah, on the... I, could, like, I didn't know which one was Dave. I, I knew did, Dave was, like, the character because of the line, like, I'm afraid I can't do that, Dave. But I didn't like, know which did, one was Dave. Like, did actors in the... Did they all just look the same? Like, they just... These people just look the exact same. Like, they the just, Floyd you know, guy, I think Hollywood just, like... You got a face for Hollywood, and that that it, yeah, like there was a face, a, and you needed a strong chin. Yeah, yeah that's about it. I mean, um, they just looked so similar. There'd be times I'd be like, I'm like, oh wait, is this the the? Because like and, there was the the Doctor Floyd guy who, when he sits down and has drinks with the the German people or whatever, Russians. They, the Russians, they ask him those questions, and then like it shows the guy jogging. Yeah, and I was like, is that him? still or not like they look so similar and then you find out that it's not and do you i i i I, just kind of sprung into my head and this could be like completely wrong do you think that because of like black and white um camera or in uh, movies basically that kind of led to hollywood casting people who had more well one quality wasn't there so more prominent features on the face two maybe darker hair and darker eyes was the thing to like that would make it pop on the screen I don't like, know. I mean, that's it, it, there's something. There's got to be some reason for it because they all look the same, and they the way that they talk is also very. They have like a very similar cadence. Yeah. In the way that they say things. Yeah. Um, I, I think that was just like an acting style yeah. back then. Like everyone kind of talked that way, very elegant almost. Yeah, like real proper is how, yeah. how they would speak. Whereas movies now are more like we'll just go for how people actually talk to yeah. each other. Yeah. Can we uh, talk through roughly the plot as we understood it? Yeah, can I real quick, like, what I knew about this movie going in from pop culture was there's a part where monkeys freak out about a monolith. Yeah. um, And then the the robot, the the AI, how, like, goes crazy and they have to, like, stop it. Like, that's all I knew. And, like, that's, like, both small parts of the movie, actually, really. Like, how's in it for, like, a third of it, maybe? Not even a third, maybe a quarter. I knew... I knew the Hal 9000 thing, the open the pod door bay house, like that's a f- famous line. And then I knew the ending of the the fetus. I, yeah. I knew the laying in a bed because Community parodies it and there, the desk is there when he's laying in the bed <laughs> in the study room. Um, but yeah, Wait, the plot, so. When in Community do they parody that? When they kick Jeff out of the, the group for a little bit uh, in season three, when he is out of the biology class for a second. Then he gets the, the monkey, the monkey knockout gas in the. In the oh yeah, system. yeah, 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 yeah. That's what not, that's from. Not a real fan. Uh, no, I know exactly what you're talking about now. I just because then he's like he's cutting now... eating up his his blackberry, yes. Yes. which is like the old man eating it. Yes. Uh, but yeah, so the the basic plot, like, either did you want to go through it, Drew, or did you? As far as I, I can start us off, and we've already talked about it. Monolith came down and and sparked the evolution of these apes to be. Uh, and those are supposed to be like early humans yeah before they evolve yeah so they and then it like jump cuts harshly ahead to well obviously all the shit in space um and then that this is where it's kind of gets a little murky like he's having a conversation with two people and they're saying like oh can you talk about what's going on at this base what's going on we heard there's an epidemic going on out there is is what the rumor was going around but it's really that they found another monolith if not they found the monolith monolith. it's giving off like some sort of reading or something that makes them like we we need to like keep this under wraps and was that on the moon 
That's on the moon. Yeah, okay. yeah go to the, the moon, mm-hmm. and that's where like he goes, and then like he gives a speech, basically explaining it to us that he's like, "Hey, it's not really an epidemic. You know, it sucks that we have to keep it secret, but this is like this finding could be huge." Mm. And then that's when they go and drive then, over to it to the monolith in the little mine area that they dug up it from that apparently was buried there like millions of years ago, is, is our understanding. And then are we supposed to assume that those people then? Because it ends, they're taking the picture, and then, like, that sound comes over, yeah. and they, like, keel over. Are they, uh, did, are they did, dead? Did all those people yeah. die? Maybe. Because then it just, like, cuts to black and goes to the two space. That yeah. I don't know. I don't know about if they die or not, but I think. Because then it cuts right to the, the space station, that's right? When that's when they yep. get a signal from. The Jupiter trip. Jupiter. But right. even that, like, wasn't clearly made to, the to like, Dave and them. Because when he shuts this, down Hal, the message starts playing, like, this is why you're going to Jupiter. So this, yeah. the, so the cut, there's been, like, months, maybe years in between what it's happened. It's 18 there. months. 18 months, okay. Yeah. Okay. All right, and then, that helps and then a little bit. You brought up the video. When they disconnect Hal, it shows the video. Yeah. That's the doctor is is giving them the mission brief. Oh, the guy from before who was talking to the couple yes okay that is okay so that's that guy I, you could have told me the doctor was dazed and i'd be yeah. like yep so how did they his last name was floyd and i saw it on the on okay the where did the um coordinates for the jupiter mission come from was that from hearing the shit in the monolith or was that just yeah. broadcasted shortly after the monolith? When, when they touch the monolith or when they get to the monolith and they're taking the picture of it that like i guess causes the signal to come from jupiter and then like nasa picks it up or whatever mm-hmm. And then how? So then everything is very clear, and we understand it. We don't really need to talk yes. about it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so and then so how? How has an heir, or doesn't, or or does like, he purposely send them out there to kill well, them? How sends them to like go check the battery on the satellite? Yeah, it might not even be the battery, but it's like it's malfunctioning. They bring it in, they're like, it's not malfunctioning. And how's like okay, put it back in. His suggestion is put it back in until it fails, and then we can see. Because he says do. within like seventy two hours, it is gonna fail without yeah like, without yeah. a doubt which i think is how setting up to be like i'm gonna cut communications in 72 hours but now there's a built-in excuse and no one will be concerned when i do oh. but then then when they talk like reach back down to like the to earth they say like our how says there's no issue that your how made a mistake and mm-hmm. i think that's like when they get suspicious of it, and then how's like well shit i got i gotta just like take him out now i, I loved or, how they the them figuring out a place to speak where Hal can't hear them. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, maybe they're going to beat this guy. And then, like, it just does that shot where it's just their lips. The and lips. it's like, oh, these guys are fucked. Yeah. Um, so with that, so he did the 72-hour commute. That, that's going to go away. So that's when they start talking about they're like, I think stopping the mission. I think he's malfun- malfunctioning. Oh, okay. We need to we need to shut him down. But I and they think he's malfunctioning. But it, it's really, supposed he's supposed to be. He's just he's just like has no need. He's like I don't need humans. It's like essentially yeah. he has message. his prime directive, and that is to carry off this mission that they didn't really know about until that recording was played. Right? Yes. Because the whole thing is like them so, them learning and growing, and then AI always the whole thing like most AI is like they always learn and become more intelligent and then they're like oh the humans are stupid and then they i can just do this myself. Them. Yeah, yeah okay really the, the uh, we'll continue on with the plot but really this health stuff doesn't even need to be in this movie right because it ultimately I mean, doesn't matter in the grand scheme of you're the, not wrong the monolith yeah stuff. it is kind of yeah when you think about it like it, for being such an integral i mean part, there's probably, like one of the biggest parts of pop culture like 
really didn't make much of a difference in what happened. There's obviously anyway. like creator um, symbolism, like the monolith is the creator, and then yeah, uh, yeah. The, and maybe the end baby is a creator of some kind or is the result I of think... creation, and so therefore Hal is created obviously by someone. And yeah, and even his thing like looks like a monolith, kind of. Yeah, yeah. That, that like he's in. Yeah. The AI part, I th- like the like how humans evolved to a point where they made a. Uh, um, they made artificial intelligence that, like, essentially wanted to wipe them out. I think was was part of what they were trying to say, right? Yeah. Like, they be, they basically created their own end potentially with by creating a computer system like that, similar to like this whole Skynet thing. Yeah, yeah. Like, like early on on that, like Kubrick was a big influence on a lot of shit. Apparently, though, this was I guess based off a book. Yeah. yeah. But okay, and so- then. <laughs> And and then so he he Hal takes out the one guy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and like this is a part that could have greatly been shortened. Yeah. Where, like they just send his body flying and then like they spend fifteen minutes of him can, going to get the body. Can I talk about that part though? You know how re- yeah. rewatchables does the unintentionally funny part? I yeah. thought the part where he looked at the screen and the body just yeeted out of there was so yeah. fucking funny. <laughs> he just like glances over, body, body just body. gone, and like the guy's dead, and that's that's tragic. But like I just was like, huh. his reaction was like not as intense as that. He was just like, well, hmm. I think that and was just like got. Up. I think because it was so and, like, it was over. so quick that oh even we as viewers had a hard time processing what happened there. I think he was like, uh, did I just see what I think I saw there? So that's kind of why he maybe reacted a little more toned down. And he didn't know. Like, so he didn't assume that it was Hal, right? Cause he couldn't see it. Yeah. Yeah. He right. It, like, and then he, he learns that it was Hal after Hal's like, no, I'm not letting you in. I'm like, I'm not opening the pod bay doors. Yeah. Um, yeah it takes yeah, for a long the, time to get his body. When when he gets into the the emergency airlock thing, like that entire shot is incredible. Yeah. Like it's have, just like, getting fly blown, in, like, burst back, like yeah. flying around with like no gravity. Like I don't, you can't be overstated how fucking amazing this movie is that it was made like, yeah. in 1968. Like, and it did a good incredible. job of like, um, cause like there's the, there's no sound in space, right? That's like a yeah, oh like yeah, a known thing, yeah. right? And so it that's why like the whole. Most anytime movies don't do this. Anytime they're in space, he's just, it just like sh- you just hear him like breathing because mm-hmm. there's no noise. And like, which you know, I got some questions for Michael Bay and Armageddon because there's just <laughs> it's so, so much fucking, fucking loud noise in that movie. It's just where's all this noise coming from, Michael Bay? Really, you think the you're only... better than Kubrick, buddy. Interstellar <laughs> might do it, like nails the silence. I also think Gravity with Sandra Bullock nails the silence and like heavy yeah, breathing. The, the Martian say, does a good job too. Oh, true. I didn't like Gravity. I think Gravity's a boring film, and I won't ever watch it again. Would you rather watch Gravity or Space Odyssey again? Space Odyssey. I would watch Space Odyssey. Oh, really? I, w- I, I would like to watch Gravity, but only because I've, I've only seen it the one time. I really don't remember it that well. I heard Gravity was like a theater experience thing. Yeah, I could see that. that probably TV definitely. Thing. Thing. I did not see yeah. it in theaters, and I was like, this movie was like super hyped up, and it was pretty fucking boring. All right, so, so plot. Yeah, and he, then so he, he, he in, defeats him. He shuts him. down Hal, yeah. and Hal is like trying to be like, "Hey, you know, realize what I did was wrong. We cool. I killed everyone, but we cool." The one and thing shuts Hal down. I noticed about this because, like in future movies, like in the in the Terminator, like the AI is like a computer system, but it also has like physical capabilities to where like it can attack you. Like a Terminator can go get you. 
But like in this, he was just literally like a voice. He couldn't actually do anything. Dave, I'm scared. So like, Dave. he's like, Dave, <laughs> Dave please stop. I feel Dave. it. Dave. Oh, and yeah. that hurt. It hurts. Yeah. Off. Um, but then you remember that he just like murdered like yeah. eight people. Yeah, the, the super <laughs> slow like, and drown out like doing the song like that is fucking cool. Uh, <laughs> yeah. so, I'm glad you mentioned that, uh, Tanner. You you played Mass Effect too, right? Oh yeah, for sure. Uh, there's a part in that where like uh, Joker has to uh, the pilot of the ship has to unshackle the AI, and he's like at one point he says, "Okay, but if you start singing Daisy, I'm out." <laughs> so. <laughs> <He does say laughs> Just you know, that's it. God, what a good reference. Good series. reference. Um, but anyway, I didn't play those games. I'm not a nerd. You would hate them. Well, uh, in March, you get to play the legendary yeah, edition. The remake. <laughs> the remake. They're not remake like. Uh, I, I don't have enough patience to play games yeah. like that. I wish I did. You, I don't know. Maybe the first one would be a lot better to play the second time around. Now that's remastered. Anyway, that's not the point. Um, no, but I was gonna say I, I never thought I would get as much emotion out of that monotone voice as I did. It it just it, felt it was effective. Yeah, yeah. And then and then right, so he shuts it down. He hears the mission, and he's just like, "All right, I guess I'm just like, gonna oh. go to Jupiter." And, then, and did this is where I get a, confused. Cut to a, a screen that just says intermission. Yeah, and yeah. then it was like legit, like a five minute like, intermission. It was five. I fast forwarded it. <laughs> it, was it was just so like fun. it was just like a black screen. It's an intermission, the, then it was just a black screen with silence forever. It's like, did they, like, in the theater actually have a five-minute intermission maybe. so people could go pee? I like, mean, I guess. Honestly, time, I don't remember like fast-forwarding. I didn't fast-forward mine, but it was, like, a long time. And honestly, oh, I did. honestly, like, they should bring that back. Because there's some movies where, like, I gotta pee. Hey, go pee. This part, sure. this part you're about to see. should have had an intermission. This part you're yeah. about to I see mean, is gonna blow your mind. You need to pee right now. So you don't yeah, piss your pants right now. Piss your pants. Like the Irishman? That movie should have had an intermission. Well, it's all, well. Here's the thing about I mean, it that: it was a Netflix movie. thing. You could pause, Patrick. But why would yeah, they? True, but that's not <laughs> what Marty wanted. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, so then he, he gets to the monolith at Jupiter, gets in the little like smaller ship, and flies into. Which it. can I just say, I love those those little ships. The I visuals. thought those were so cool. The little oh. ships, yeah, oh, super cool. I loved them. Yeah. Anyway, go on. Which those were even impressive. Like, how do they like get these like animatronic like spinning hand things to yeah. work and stuff? Like, it's insane. This movie just uh, is so technically impressive. So those the spinny arm things in this movie looked better. You remember when we watched then, The Abyss? Uh, the Abyss. I was just yeah. Saying, yeah it, it looks better than The Abyss. Looked, by a and that yeah. mean, that's, that's like <laughs> yeah, James Cameron. Like James Cameron's like the master at stuff like this. Yeah. So like, I mean, it's just Kubrick's just a. I mean, it's because he's a Kubrick. Like some people say, James Cameron's a psychopath on set. Like Kubrick's a psychopath or was a psychopath. I bet he was so with us. Detail. He was like incredibly detail oriented. Even in the background, was ever just like happened to be there. Everything was intentional. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, so then he goes in the monolith, and then it's just like the the light show for a while. Then he's like going across like land and stuff. Yeah, the light show you could was like super. You, I, that's where I was like, oh, so many people have ripped this off for all like um, Interstellar. Whenever they're doing the time when travel through the dimensions, hole. like that's just a complete rip off of. 2001 a space odyssey even in uh thor whenever they the bifrost uh, it, yeah <laughs> the bifrost right. yeah. i was like i was like oh this is fucking uh i mean Taika what, what just i mean it's kind of like, it's more that kubrick just nailed how to show fast travel teleportation yeah. kind of thing like and through, then everyone's just like well that's on. it so we got to do that that said it was long. It was, it was long. A long it was time. long it was, it was a few minutes too long, long this was another part that could have been the colors Way and then cut time. to the bedroom. Yeah. 
Yeah. Like, it could have been that. Okay. It, but then if, if it's too short, it risks being like a... Uh, a video game loading screen like disguising True. loading <laughs> like yeah, you know sure. before video right. games are even a thing but. now here's now the part is, we all understand we don't need to discuss it at all this is where i need you guys to tell me what because i so, what i have no clue what happened cool. the last i will say this, this what happens next is is cool like the it's like the ship is in the middle or like in the corner of this bedroom yeah and like he looks out from the ship and he sees himself in the, the red space suit but, like, I think he's, like, slightly older already. Older. Like, is his yes, face, like, yeah. he's older. older. And, like, as the camera zooms in on him, it then is, like, he's he's that. And that... Right? Yeah. And, and then that repeats, eating. like, three times, right? Because, yeah, then it tur- turns to the room where, like, the man's eating. Yeah. And he's, like, looks at him... He looks at himself, and then, like, he's... And, and suddenly he is that person, which is him. And then he looks at the bed, and he's in bed. And then he is in bed. And then the mon- the monolith is there. Yeah. And then it's the star. Then it then, then it's star child. back to him, and it's the star child. And then it's next to the Earth, and then that's how so it ends. Is, which we is, we all get what that means. So, like in my mind, I have two, maybe three things I want to like. So obviously, we know the monolith is alien, and it's been around for millions of years. Um, or I don't know, it, it's it's of alien creation and influenced us. So it's like. I think, and I so I like I mentioned, I did see this movie. And I watched it for a class in college. Yeah, you did it for a college course. Yeah. Um, and like, I vaguely, this was back in 2012, so it's been nine years, almost a decade. I vaguely remember what I think the monolith obviously represents like rebirth or not rebirth, but like advancement and like what's coming next. So because the monolith was involved, also I was going to, I was thinking obviously somehow this alien tech were able to replicate exactly what like humans would want, like and make him comfortable, right? Because that's what the room was mm. like. Somehow they were able yeah. to like tell that. But I think what happens with Star Child is that he saw the monolith and then suddenly is the Star Child, and it's supposed to represent that he's maybe going to be what's the next step for humanity. It's something like that, and he he is obviously a big child, like a like, and it's like a rebirth, and then I don't know. It's something to do because I think it, this movie should be thought that it's like it comes full circle. Circular, now. right? Yeah. 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 So my thoughts on this were like, oh damn, Interstellar was not that original. Like, so uh, yeah, very much okay. like Interstellar yeah. was like, well, like yeah, the people communicate with us are humans so far advanced they can they can communicate through time, and like the monolith is like a breach between like the future and past is how I kind of took it. That's how I thought that the monolith was also similar to like the fourth dimensional beings yeah. in Interstellar. Like they somehow so he could was alter time in a way that so he was existing. Maybe that bedroom that he was in was existing in a place that maybe is beyond our comprehension. Exactly like what yeah. Matthew McConaughey because he was on the, all the bookshelves. My next question yeah. was going to be like, did he actually live these decades and decades, or? did he experience it as we'd experienced it and in that he would look see himself and suddenly he would jump ahead in age and be that person i don't know i don't know if we're flipping a coin i don't i don't know (laughs) and if 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 we are supposed to know then it just went right over my would you side note real quick would you want a room that has those lights in the floor like that yes See, I think it, it looks cool on camera, but I think it would drive me crazy. I think oh, yeah. it would be terrible. I think the idea was that it's supposed to be like a clean room. So then he was like, whatever was ha- going to happen to him, and he was obviously picked. He was uncontaminated. It's kind of what I thought. Uh, what do you think about space food? What was he? Uh, how you just drink it? It was. It, it was just like. Uh, 
it looked like um, mashed potatoes almost, but it, it was just like different colored mashed potatoes. And they were supposed to taste like specific things. Yeah. yeah. Huh. I guess I just thought it was well, mashed they, potatoes. They had like actual sandwiches when they were driving on the little moon rover thing for a second because they're like talking about like they're getting pretty good. Like it, it sounded like they were like making synthetic food beef yeah. or mm. stuff like that, which is like that one thing Kubrick got right. I mean, we have like synthetic meat now like beyond burgers and stuff like that it's true yeah yeah i i mean i, I tanner you did had, you think sorry go ahead oh i was gonna say tanner you had mentioned that kubrick had left it ambiguous and we aren't completely supposed to understand it right yeah okay just want to confirm that like he, he purposely <laughs> like he would purposely like i'm not gonna answer the question like in an interview yeah he straight up says like i i leave it open for interpretation which is fully his right whatever I think that's fine is I think it's more fun that way. Some people like go to the book though, because I guess the book's a little more straightforward. I can and, like, imagine it's, why. Yeah. I think it's it's meant to be like it's just like resetting, like times a oh. circle, which like even Mass Effect did with the Reavers, where it's like, yeah, we just kind of destroy the galaxy every now and then, and then the population comes back up again. Yeah, and guided by our mass relays and the Citadel, which is like maybe the monolith. Yeah, so. I think all of sci-fi owes everything to 2001. I think I'm going to go replay Mass Effect. <laughs> I really do want to, but I'm waiting for you, that. You should absolutely now. wait. <laughs> yeah, I have to. Anyway. Um, but, like, as much as, like, this movie's, like, I, it does, I don't fully understand it and stuff, I fucking loved it. Like, I really liked this movie because it's so impressive visually. I liked it, too, a lot. I don't know. The space like... suits were really cool, too. The, like, single-color spacesuits. Yeah. Yeah. The, the the set design the the way it looks the cinema everything about how it looks in this movie is still it's still unbelievable um and you can understand why it's so influential amongst like you can everything. feel its footprints on yeah. Yeah. most movies going forward like steven spielberg scorsese all these people it, reference this, one... this movie very much glad I waited till later in my life to watch and didn't like watch it when I was sixteen because I'm like, well, it's a good movie. Yeah, as a sixteen year old, wow, you'd I don't be like, fucking like any of this. What the fuck is this? Yeah, yeah. like this makes no sense. Where are the Transformers? Said Tanner. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what did you got? Who, who? This one is tough for like best performance. Because it is tough. It, Hal, it's Hal. Hal Honestly, Hal I was, and this is yeah, weird pick, but Hal, I got the most emotion out of Hal. Like, I, and he was the most memorable, and obviously he's stuck in the the cultural uh zeitgeist out of this like yeah, he's the I mean, one that, that's that gets referenced how still mm-hmm. yeah maybe ape number one with the way he was just fucking wielding that club dude those ape noises were intense intense yeah <laughs> i i did not really enjoy like the first bit with those at all i no outside of that though I really, really liked it. once again the, the the most memorable thing out of that thing for me was the the music of the da 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 da, da, da. Yeah. yeah yeah and that's and of that part that's probably the part everyone remembers which yeah i mean that sure. music is like iconic like I yeah mean, yeah yeah um favorite shot now this is gonna be that that's that's damn near impossible I, I, I said it before, I'll say it again, the just all of the spaceships just going around with the the, the music underneath it, I just yeah. always sticks out to me. Again, very long, but like I mean, it was basically him being like, Yeah, you see? I could yeah, you see? I can shit. do this. Look at this shit. Look at this shit I can do. And it looks good. For nineteen sixty eight, it looks great. It looks good. Um, the other now. the other shot I thought was cool was um 
when they the monolith and it would go the camera would go up underneath it and it would just be the sun oh on yeah the top like it would cut, look like kind of like an eclipse that was cool and then the the space um odyssey the space station the circle yeah the running around running around i, I that, had that a, i think i had a question about the, that the do you think that was all practical effects do you think he actually had like a hamster wheel I mean, I think in the 60s, it's practical effects. I don't think they had, had the, be, right? the special uh, effects to do stuff like My thing was like, that. how else could they be doing it? Yeah. yeah. That's so cool. That's so cool. Um, yeah. I mean, we're all... Otherwise, we don't have to argue about that. We all have our the, the first, yeah. The first space station he lands at, too, like the curved, like, just entire set where, like, there's the benches and stuff, and it's, like, that all is just very aesthetically pleasing to me. Mm, yeah. But yeah, I think I would go with the with the rolling when he's jogging around it. That just like that like when I watched that, I was like, God damn it! This and then like also the part, the impressive. shot that um, it's like from like the floor and it's keeping with him as he runs, right? Yeah, yeah. Like so that must have been that must have been a, a camera on on a track, right? Unless it was a treadmill. I don't. I, I don't, don't know. know. How would that? Because I'm know- sure there there's a documentary out there that would answer these questions like there's no way there's not with because i know kubrick popularized like the steady cam for tracking shots with the shining mm. um or like it's on a track and it and it fo- like when it follows um, on the scooter um on the, on the, scooter, the, the big, big wheel, wheel. Mm-hmm. so i'm assuming i mean i'm assuming he just like figured out how to do something that no one else had ever done and then it like just looked amazing. Yeah, well, I mean, Standard yeah, look Kubrick. at look at this movie. Yeah, <laughs> compared to anything that came out around that time, nothing's on par with this at all. And then the, uh, did you guys have any other final thoughts on? Let's do it. Clockwork Orange. Did uh, you not like this movie, Drew? Just, no, no, man. It's just, you know, they they you know they just rape some people and like uh, there, there's quite a bit of rape in it. That's uh, the old, I mean, not like now, but. Well, in out, yeah, yeah. Um, this movie I had seen like three times actually. Why before this? So I've seen it wa- a bunch too. Watched it in college, and like I was right at the age where I started being like, I want to watch good movies because like I had gotten into like I would watch all the best picture nominees and stuff. Right. So I was like, oh, this is a, a Kubrick film, and like it's it's well regarded. So I watched it like freshman year. I think we watched it again later that year because we're like, oh, look, it's like it's kind of fucked up, but like it like it looks good and like it's it's meant to be like you don't like the guy which you know i hadn't watched many movies that way so I, we watched it like three times total like my, between my freshman and sophomore years in college um and having said that like watching it now it's i like my memory of it i remember like like three the three acts of it it's way fucking longer than i remember. oh my god yep. yes there's so much just like droll like stuff not happening like at very, a ton of moments that like i completely forgot about uh i enjoyed this movie um it is longer than i remembered but i I still think it's really good i don't regret it i enjoyed it it just like it's just it deeply depressed me and and i thought it was very distressing like what happens right before that quote you said at the beginning of the podcast pat like when they're like assaulting that woman and ripping her clothes off cool last long long time long time like they they stay on it yeah Yeah. i mean it's it uh is very violent um, I mean, which I mean, they even say in the beginning, he's like, you you know, always have a little bit of spiked milk to help the ultra violence. 
the Karova Milk Bar. So, it, I in Raleigh, I have family that lives in Raleigh, and there's a bar downtown Raleigh that's exactly modeled after that milk bar. It's huh. pretty dope. Seriously? Have yeah. you been? Yeah, I went to it. It's cool. what, what, do they vary up the milk? How do they, what do they do? Yeah, they have acid lace milk. It was great. I drank some. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, all right. No, they do not have the acid lace milk. <laughs> well, no, I meant like, do they do like some just like fun things with it? Like uh, what a speakeasy would do with some drinks. Yeah, or... is there anyone dressed like Alex? No, with, no, like, just, it wasn't, uh, like, it wasn't that stuff? intense. There wasn't people walking around in the Droog suits, but it was, <laughs> it, it, it was cool. Like the setup of it was cool. Was it like the the like tables where the like mm-hmm. mannequin women and stuff? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Weird. Did you like? Was one of the taps like through the teat? I don't know. I didn't see that. I didn't actually see that. So I don't think. Oh, that okay, was sure. Realistic, yeah, sure. but <laughs> I don't know about that. Pat, like underneath one, just like <laughs> Laura's right behind him. <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> you know, I don't don't remember. Uh, I, I don't remember that part of the evening. <laughs> Um, uh, so yeah. this is it's it's one of the strangest movies I've ever seen, which is coming um, off the heels of Space Odyssey and yeah. Doctor Strange Love. They were he was just like they're like, hey Kubrick, I don't know if you want to make another weird movie. He's like, fuck you, buddy. <laughs> yeah, I do. watch this. <laughs> I don't know if you have it in you, bud. Uh, what did uh? What do you think this movie's about, I suppose? It's, uh, <laughs> you know. It's almost harder to, you know. It's harder to, like, define than Space Odyssey, which is, like, you know, known for being incredibly confusing and hard to, like, figure out what it's for. Like, I mean, it's it's partially, like, about, like, government, like, over-interference or, like, using inhumane ways to, like, reform people is part of it. And then it's like also, also a commentary like, that there is no, like, people are past reforming sometimes. So like, Yeah, like, right? I mean, he's super evil. Like, this dude sucks. Like, he's a completely yeah. terrible fucking person. Does he, and, I yeah. forget, I watched it a long time ago. Does he get past it in the end? Like, he's able to get past yes. his re... Yeah, because after he jumps out of the window. He then yeah. becomes a poster boy of, like, the government, like, basically... Is like, hey, let's have this photo op of you're cured and you're not. Oh yeah, you're not anti-government anymore. And then he's like, oh, I was cured, all right, brothers. And it's just him having sex with that isn't, lady. Isn't he just yelling out like titty or like I don't even remember. I don't know. Uh, well, they do that psychology that's they do, test, like, the psych test. On oh, him. maybe yeah. that's it. Oh, like, that's like, yes, with the, the nurse. Like, yes, finish the words. Yes. Okay, I do remember that. Um. Yeah, I, I don't know. It's not, I was, like, the first thing I think of is it's, like, Big Brother, but not really. It's not, it's about, it's not about surveillance. It's just about government kind of control almost in a way, right? Well, it's, like, it's, so part of it's, like, this is, like, it's, like, a dystopian London where, yeah. like, police, like, are, I guess, I guess the police are probably corrupt because his droogs end up being cops once he gets out of yeah prison. Yeah. It's almost but, like the cops barely come for anything. It seems like everything's dirty. Like they go beat up that old man. Like the right hobo, at the beginning. Yeah. It's kind of it's kind of going for like, the same thing as like V for Vendetta had. Like it was like this dystopian London. Maybe not. Yeah, kind of. I don't know. But uh, that was also one of like the the moments where I was like, man, Kubrick just like knows how to like mm. make a movie because like the shot of like the shadows coming up on the the drunk hobo. Yeah. 
while he's singing. <laughs> They're just like howling and singing and yeah. And like also I can't understand half the shit they say in this movie. So they they're speaking in Is it Cockney? Uh, uh Alex narrates most of the film in Nadsat, which is a fractured adolescent slang composed of Slavic, especially Russian, English and Cockney rhyming slang. And if you I don't know if you've ever read any of the book or I've heard seen of any it. of the I book. Think so Kirk I think Herc tried to read at, it at one point and was describing it and I was like, this at, sounds awful. At Barnes and Nobles one time, I they, you know they have like uh they'll have like um a classic section the, the yeah. like the ones that like yeah. look super fancy too. Yeah, and I picked up a classic oh, I have some of those. it's those it's cool. tough to it's tough to understand what they're saying. It's a tough hang. And, and he narrates in that way too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and uh I think Malcolm McDowell is really, really, really good in this movie as Alex. Um, Main guy. Very yeah, well, I mean, well he acted. Absolutely crushes the role for sure. Mm-hmm. I yeah. think. And I think the just the way that they talk is like kind of funny, but also super weird. Uh, it's interesting, and I yeah. Well, and it's like I only really understood what stuff meant from context. Like when he comes down in the three droogs, his droogs are are there, and they're like basically like. What I get is they're like, hey, um, we're go- I'm going to be calling the shots from now on. Like, you you don't have our best interest in mind. But what they're saying is, like, gibberish to me the whole yep. time. I just get it from the way he's reacting to mm-hmm. it. And then also the fact that he beats the shit out of him. The net- and very just next shows team. his dominance. Yeah. Right, right? Basically. <sighs> yeah, this was, this was a movie. Did you catch the 2001 Space Odyssey reference in this? Where? Was it in the arcade in, or whatever? When he's in the record store, record store there's a, a record that just has, uh, it's like the soundtrack for uh, oh. Odyssey before he um, takes those two women home with him. Which, uh, according to what I read on Wikipedia once, if it's going by what the book says, they were like 14-year-old girls. So, dude's an ass. And also Good he stuff. drugs them in the book. He drugs them too. Oh, okay. Perfect. Great. Okay. So, like, the book's even like, more Wonderful. into, like, how awful... He's- this person is i mean he's like just truly a deranged like piece of shit like i think that's also trying to be the point like this dude's not redeemable yeah and i think so uh, apparently the um the author anthony burgess like apparently a scientist or a psychologist or psychiatrist whichever one you're supposed to say i don't remember but the they came up with behavioral um therapy right so like the conditioning like he's watching things that he normally does and they he associates that with being sick right yeah yeah and apparently the uh the author like just heard that and was like that's inhumane and took it and just like assumed that this is what they, the next step would be for he's like oh they can train dogs at the sound of a bell he's like, like they're gonna train humans yeah and it's like i i just feel like that was a a bit of a so stretch the, the things on his eyes in that part where they're like having him in the theater watch that, <laughs> distressing that, that's real like yeah he was actually really, like that it, they scratched his cornea once and like they yeah. had to stop filming for a week or something because of he, it. And, like he, the dude doing blind drops on him is a real doctor mm-hmm. because i mean they had to oh my god yeah that part i was just like so uncomfortable giving me the heebie-jeebies just like disgusting the, the music in this movie is also something that it's oh the really old love wake band yeah, a little of the Ludwig Van. Ludwig and Van? then when he's like, he's like, no, you can't play Ludwig Van over this. It's not fair. It's like, and then they, it's like, they're like, oh, you're, you're a, a fan of this? rapist and a murderer. Oh, like, there's we nothing we can do about music. that. 
and I, I do genuinely believe that it just happened to be that he, like, that was the music they chose. Yeah. See, I don't. And they're think like, it oh, was. there's nothing to be done. Because when they go and like inspect his room, the dude oh. like pulls up like three different things that are like. It's oh, and he sees the bust of Ludwig. Yeah. Oh, okay. Album and stuff. I think it was like intentional, but they say, "Oh, that just happened to be a side effect." I think they just literally wanted to see if it would work. Is like what I took from it. Maybe some of the well, people in the room times, didn't think so. or didn't know that that was intentional. I feel yeah. like someone didn't know it was intentional, but like it, it had to be intentional. And we haven't even talked about the singing in the rain scene which is like the most iconic scene in the yeah. film which also is also that, like that house very dope. weird but yeah. like dope but just like also the shot like of like panning over from the writer to his wife who's in that pod thing yeah reading a book like there's no way there's no way it's comfortable, comfortable. Yeah. yeah yeah and um what uh and then later in the movie when they go back to that house, right? It's like full circle, and he, that bodybuilder is just like <laughs> lifting weights in a man speedo. servant. Just like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, can, what a bizarre cheeks when he gets up. And yeah, the, what the, a bizarre. The look of that guy was like head up. It was just like, oh, this is some dweeb in a library. But then everything else, yeah. ugh, so weird. The the singing in the rain scene is is really good but it's very disturbing it's a tough hang yeah where they like tape his mouth shut and then her mouth shut too and like basically like force him to watch is what i gathered from it yeah did um adam that was the main guy's name right alex alex sorry um when he was singing uh, singing in the rain the second time when he was there as more of a victim like, yeah. was that intentional, or did he just happen to do it? Like, he had no I, memory of this being the same place, right? No, he knew. No, he knew it was. Oh, he knew. He okay. knew, because he was like, oh. I remembered. He's like, I recognized him, and then the, I got worried. The but then he's like, he me sing? and my singing wore in the rain. masks. Yeah. He's like, we always wore our masks, which were just, like, those comically long. Yes. Those, those so let me and sing the I, one song. <laughs> I think yeah, he, he did it as, pub. I think he's a sadistic piece of garbage. So, like, I think he was doing it. Oh. as a as like kind of a this guy doesn't know who I am so I'm just going to sing this song anyways and theoretically it could be kind of a workaround of his uh, conditioning right like this, it's really yeah. sadistic that he would do that yeah okay yeah, and that then, helps me understand that, that a little sick, more yeah. and this was the I think this is the first Kubrick movie that has the, the Kubrick stare um, that's featured heavily in the rest of his films where the guy's like he's like losing his mind Oh, the guy in the wheelchair? Yeah. Yeah. And then, like, the very next scene where he's having the spaghetti, and the guy is just, like, going ape shit, essentially, with, like, have some wine. It just, like, delivers every line like a lunatic. Uh, what are you looking up at? I see. I'm trying to look up uh, the like, Kubrick stare. If Jack, you just Jack type Nicholson in the Kubrick stare. Do it, did it in The Shining, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. Vincent Donfario does it in Full Metal Jacket. I think Tom Cruise oh, yeah, you're right. and Eyes Wide Shut. Yeah, it's like a it's like a big deal in his movies. The prison scenes are also strange too, where it's just like the 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 prison guard is funny. Yeah, he's just like yes, so he over the top. I was thinking of that as the unintentional funny part where he's just like, uh, look down. Do you see the line? <laughs> Stand the fuck yeah, behind it. <laughs> and he's always like, yelling. whenever he like turns a corner or walks, he just like and claps yeah. his feet really loud and there's that one part where he's doing the prisoner the prisoner 
exchange, exchange and he yeah. walks up and he does the clapping really and he looks intensely like more <laughs> yep and then alex and he's like all right bring the prisoner forward and alex walks up and he he goes like making fun of the guy it's very funny <laughs> Um, <laughs> well, like the way he just talked, like he, he yells to the person, like, "Are you the one to receive him?" Like, yes. Why are you yelling? <laughs> yes. Uh, I guess so. Um, another person I wanted to talk about uh, that I was weirdly intrigued by, and on like a, it was like a, on a disturbing level almost. <laughs> the fucking police inspector who was sitting on the bed talking to Alex. That's his yeah, like. T- who- that's his teacher. That's his, his teacher. Like, his okay. like principal yeah, who, or dean. Like he's a teacher, is what he is. I thought he yes, was involved Alex, with the police. Yes, Maxim on his on yes. his crotch too, and then he starts drinking the water that the teeth are floating in. Yes, and doesn't yeah. realize that the teeth <laughs> so are in it until he weird. finishes it. And he's like, oh, oh, oh and like, yeah. just, why like, was that's end of the scene? He was a teacher. Why was he involved with like the police interrogation? Why did he come I in think there? He, he, I think he's like the head of the school. And it oh. looks poorly on him. He's like a student who's missed however many weeks because oh. he's got a pain in his gulliver. You've been a naughty, naughty boy. <laughs> Just so well, cool. yes, Alex, yes. <laughs> so weird. And does he end up spitting on him or is that someone else? Yes, he does okay. spit on him. Cool stuff. Yeah, and, no, that, uh, that whole part, I was just like, stopped doing my work and was just like weirdly watching this part. <laughs> How oh. about when Al- the reason Alex goes to jail because he murders someone with a giant Ooh, penis giant, sculpture. Giant so, penis sculpture, yeah. This movie, in the Very first phallic. third of it, is incredibly phallic. Like, I, I knew it was, but, like, forgot how much of it. Like, there's shots, like, just literally, specifically, like, to show his crotch and stuff. Yes. Just, the like, diapers all the art, and, like, really accentuated it. The, the first scene in, like, the interrogation room, if you look at the shadow of the dude right next to him, it's a penis. The shadow's a penis. Yeah. And I, I refuse to believe that's unintentional because oh, it's Kubrick. Kubrick. It's super intentional. I don't know why, but he, this, there's just dicks everywhere in this movie. It's, it's, so maybe that's part of it is like toxic masculinity is kind of what he's going for. Like yeah, yeah, it, it is a critique on that. It kind of sure. reminds me. It's like this. What they were showing there is kind of the same thing that it, it very different, but like Fight Club was showing with like toxic masculinity. The, the wiener on the screen. Well, yeah, that that, but also just like showing off more like, of that in this. Am I right, guys? <laughs> You guys don't even like Fight Club. Fuck you. Fuck off. You think Fight Club's like the his fourth, fifth best movie? It's it, somewhere between four, five, and six. It's one You're of those three. Uh, but no, Wait, I, I, mean, I mean like it's toxic masculinity, like men just doing whatever they want because yeah, it's, it's... that that's a part of it. Yeah, it like ultra violence and like only like caring about sex and like. Like, I mean, refer to it as in, out, and, like, not caring about raping people. Like, that's pretty How bad. How about uh, the performance by his Drew Dim, just the big, dumb idiot? And then when one of my favorite parts is when they he comes back, right, and he's he's going, like, the, the full circle. He's running into all his Runs into people, the hobo. And then he run, the police are his friends. And Dim is like, well, 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 well. He says, well, like 700 times. <laughs> and then they just take him out and, like, fucking basically drown him. Dump so, him in a, a fucking trowel. Like, <laughs> like, that's a s- continuous shot. And they hold yeah. him underwater for, like, a minute or it's, so. It was a long time. I was like, that's a long time. I was getting uncomfortable because I'm like, I know they really did this to him <laughs> in real life. Yeah. I wonder that's if there was something in the tank where he could, like, I doubt it. it. Knowing what I've heard about Kubrick. Kubrick's like, hey, Malcolm McDowell, we're going to, like, you might drown. So just, like, be prepared. 
Sign sign here. No, it wouldn't even do that. <laughs> like, <laughs> no. And then and then the the when whenever they would hit him, it'd be like the loud synth crashing sound. Yeah. This movie had a lot of similar sounds to The Shining. Um, the down, 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 you know, mm. I'm sure, sure, I'm sure that sounded really good for all our listeners, but the, <laughs> the, uh, the millions of listeners that we have, but the, yeah, the, you're the, right. The, At this point we did just hit millions. So yeah, thank you. Big milestone boys. The, um, <laughs> the sound, the soundtrack, uh, in the use of classical music in this, and then also just like the soundtrack in general in this movie was really good. Um, I just I, no one uses classical music like he does in in a way that it's effective. Like it works good. Not anymore, for sure. Yeah. Or I don't know, even if in the past anyone did to the to the level that he did. Yeah, that's a good point. Also, and, that dude kept a snake in a drawer under his bed. That was weird. And the snake's name was Basil. Yeah. Never brought up again. No. Oh. No, it it is brought it up. It is brought he up. They got rid of the snake. snake. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it yeah. died. Uh, How about uh, that roommate just? owning him in the i loved that honestly in the he's like you don't deserve these parents and he and doesn't he just yeah he <laughs> doesn't. doesn't he's a piece of garbage yeah and then the know. mother just like starts bawling and the <laughs> eggy weggies that's what i'm gonna start calling my eggs from now on uh who's your favorite performance in this movie it's i mean it's malcolm mcdowell I mean, honestly, what I was thinking besides Malcolm McDowell would be the yeah. fucking teacher. Cause that I, guy was weird. So weird. Oh, I was going to say it was the, the prison guard guy. Him also. was a. Oh, we didn't even talk about the weird, like, uh, showcase of how it worked where he gets beat up and licks the guy's oh, boot. yeah. And then Someone the girl comes out. Oh, yeah. That was odd. Yeah, they just have a topless woman walk out and, like, He's apparently like, well, I'm going to go try to grab her. Oh, I can't. I'm <laughs> just, Drew, there's just and then rampant. Just like, clap, 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 clap. There's rampant nudity in this movie. How did you there's not? Like, yeah. like, like, watching it. It was on my phone. I remembered. <laughs> I was watching it on my phone, and it would just yeah. be like down there. I, I don't know. Your workplace has a projector. You're like, hey, can I throw this up real quick? <laughs> hey, real quick. It's, it's a pretty chill movie. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and favorite shot. This one did have some cool shots, too. Um, I, I really like when the shadows like come. I was up thinking on that the, too. The homeless person, like because mm-hmm. that's just like no one else does that shit. Like Hoover's yeah. just the man at that, and like the shadows are so incredibly long. I think um, I don't know what else. Maybe the first shot with it, just like the zoom out, right? The zoom in on his eyes. Yeah, yeah. It's like, that's true. That's really good. You know what's yeah. not really good, which I think was intentional, though, is when they're on that car driving away. Yes. And, he's literally just like, <laughs> and it's like clearly bad green screen. Playing Hogs of the Road. I think it's yeah. meant, meant to be just kind of It's supposed to be like comical, for sure. Almost Strange Love-esque. Um, yeah, I don't know. Patrick, did you have one? or? Um, I like the first shot of the film. When okay. It's just... That's eyes. that's that's my favorite shot for mm-hmm. sure. Huh. Uh, do we want to rank the three? I yeah, I have my pretty I firm rankings. Uh, I do too. I do too. What's everyone's first? Like, well, no. Should we start at the end? Number three. Yeah, number start number three. Or like, should we just name what they are and then debate? Or how how do we didn't we establish kind of a system for? We literally just set our top, like each set our top three and okay. then we argued after that. I think is what we did. 
my third it I, I like all of these movies a lot i just want to mm-hmm. preface that there wasn't one that i didn't like I, my third is strange love for me and i'm probably gonna be the only one i really like a clockwork orange so that's, oh that's man my my third is clockwork, clockwork orange, orange. <laughs> I, I, did, that. I just found myself distressed and disturbed and just everything about it like it's fine it's good yeah i can see why it's a popular movie but i was just like Oh, this was a this was a tough hang, guys, and <laughs> I don't yeah. know. My my third would be Clock, a Clock Orange too, which I, I would not have thought because, like I said, I watched a Clock Orange like four times, three or four times before this. Like I liked it. I, How I still do you like it? It's a very <laughs> good movie, but like I, I enjoy the other two more for sure. It, but That's... I'm also glad I waited to watch the the other two until okay. I was older. So wait. D- does that establish what our third place is, or how do we? Yeah, Clockwork Orange probably is third place for sure. I th- well, my number two. Thing. It's my number one. So. Uh, oh wow. <laughs> so our number twos will lie. Uh, well, maybe. My, my number two is Space Odyssey. Space Odyssey. That's mine too. Yeah. And Strange Love is your favorite. You guys. Favorite? I loved Strange Love so much. It was such a refreshing drink of water. Like. I yeah, don't know. I I Strange Love is. I did not assume it would be, but it is my number one, and Space Odyssey's number two. I just, I also liked Space Odyssey way more than I thought I was going to. I thought I was going to just be like annoyed at how confusing it was, and that was the only thing I was going to care about. But like, it's just such an achievement, and I, I will one hundred percent watch that movie again. I don't know, Pat. Make 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 your case. Why is Clockwork number one for you? <laughs> that book sh- that book, book should be unadaptable like it's in like you, you can barely understand what they're saying it's plot it's themes and plot is like pretty ridiculous like it's pretty vi- it's like very violent and i just think for that movie came out in 1971 and it was like banned in in the uk which is where stanley kubrick lived because of its content and subject matter but like it's gotten a critical reevaluation recently not recently but like over time it's regarded that's that's a lot of kubrick's films though yeah and i just think that the performance of malcolm mcdowell is what it's so good to me um and the other ones like there's good performances but nothing sticks out to me as much as um Alex's perform Malcolm McDowell's performance. In and I, I will give you this in Clockwork Orange. It's definitely the movie that focuses on one person. Yeah, yeah. And, it, and it you get that the whole the only movie. One that truly has a main character. Yeah, and I, I just think the it's it's set design and how it looks and the the way he sets up the dystopian world. I think is it's just believable. I just really liked the movie. I mean, it's it's a rough hang sometimes but i just i don't know every time i watch sometimes. it i just i find it it's funnier at times it's kind of a dark comedy but it's also not at times i mean it's just a, i don't know i just like the movie i don't know what to i don't know yeah i mean and, and you're fully like allowed and, that and i guess with but. like space odyssey it's like it clearly looks the best and i can see that it's the most influential but like the plot just i just don't care about the plot of that movie you know, like I just, no, and it's I wasn't very... invested in anything plot related. I think for Space Odyssey, for me, that puts it above clockwork is just the visual of it and just the beautifulness of the that, shots and just how yeah, impressive that is for 1968. Yeah. Like just I keep thinking about this movie came out like almost 50 years ago and it looks as good, if not better than a lot of movies that are currently coming out. Mm hmm. 
and it's definitely not the plot. Like the the plot in A Clockwork Orange it makes more sense, but like also the plot in Clockwork Orange is a little bit like what the fuck is going on? Yeah, I, I have a hard time even which... explaining. And it kind of it's it's funny in my mind. I feel like we should be treating Clockwork Orange <laughs> like it's almost comparable to The Master in a way, yeah, just it, in its bizarreness, it is... and it's just like. Well, and here's with the sexuality, Orange, the like ugh. the three points. I remember, like they they do the scene in the rain scene where they cut open that woman's like clothes and, yeah. and rape her. He goes to prison and he gets like the eyedropper things, and then he gets he jumps out the window and he's done. And it's like that's like seems like it should be like pretty quick and all it is, but like it's there's so much more in between each of them that like I forgot about, and I think that to me kind of speaks to like the a lot of it being. I don't know. I mean, I love the movie. It's, still, it's very good, but a lot of it being like, oh, a lot of this is filler and stuff that like just is a means to get him to these points yeah. here. But I mean, Space Odyssey is almost entirely filler, you could argue. Well, I'm sorry. And I think didn't... I'm going to be, I would be in the minority of people who say that A Clockwork Orange is better than A Space Odyssey. Yeah, so. I was going to say, I'm sorry, Pat, you didn't sway me over to uh, change my opinion. Love <laughs> is so, was just like amazing. Yeah, it's very I, funny. I did not. I did not expect any of that from it at all. Yeah. And it's it's. I would definitely watch that one again. And I, yeah, I think I'll appreciate it even more sure. because going into it, I was just like, all right, another Kubrick. And then it starts off on such a dour note, just like, you fucking, hey, bombs, guys. It's <laughs> not clear that it's a dark comedy at first. It's just like, it, 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 you think it's going to be a serious movie about like, oh shit, like this nuke scare and stuff. And then it's just like, so goddamn funny at so many points if anything my a clockwork orange is a happier movie than strange love i mean strange love literally ends with nuclear holocaust yeah if we <laughs> could if happens. we could throw a little more jokes in there <laughs> i don't know but, 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 yeah sure yeah sure oh, was... the, the tone the tone of strange love is significantly yeah. uh more a clockwork orange is a hard is a tough hang like I, there's no way it's not the subject matter is, is really rough to view yeah. it like i mean there's multiple rape and, scenes yeah and if you if, just, if that is literally ultra violence if you are like, sensitive or like that is completely not for you do not watch this movie oh yeah like, super, do not trigger this, warning there for sure yes i think everyone should watch it shut up <laughs> don't do that <laughs> Shush. if you are a eight-year-old child listening to this podcast fire it up it's on netflix <laughs> Search it is it. on Netflix. I actually just looked at an article. It was like 25 movies that are on Netflix right now. You should watch. Clockwork was on there. Mm-hmm. Um, I think early 20s was the right age to watch it at. Yeah, if yeah. you watch it before that, like you're just at risk of not understanding a single thing that's happening. Yeah. But so I, I, I have the scores and I have the rankings. I figured out I was doing the math while you guys were chatting if you want to know what the rankings are. Oh, yep. didn't we do... Oh, sorry. Go on. What? Oh, I, I think it was a lot harder to figure out exactly where we wanted to rank uh, uh, PTA before, and we were, like, assigning... Yeah, that's because, like, the, like, point system... Because what I did is I gave three points for getting a first-place vote, two right. points for getting a second-place, and one... And, like, it had uh, um, There Will Be Blood and The Master tied, I believe. Or, right. no, There Will Be Blood and uh, and Boogie Nights were tied because of it. Um, but for this one, it was it was clear-cut. So, it, in order, it goes Doctor Strange, Love, Space Odyssey, and then... Um, a clockwork orange it was literally Pat six or me. seven six five right P- points yep. seven six five yep yeah exactly it's, well, this is so. science this is science sorry pat but <laughs> hey sorry, pat. I, I can't argue with science, i mean both so. all, all three of these movies were impressive and i don't regret watching them i probably will end up re-watching clockwork orange at some point but i don't see it happening anytime soon 
Strange Love, I would boot it up right now. It's very funny. It is yeah. funny. Uh, so, are we comparing these to? We got to compare best now? to middleest to worst to PTA. Can, does anyone have was... that order? What did we do last time? We, it was Boogie Nights, There Will Be Blood, and then uh, the Master. Yeah, and the Master was tough. The I I gotta tell you, Pat. I I meant to tell you. God, what was I watching? I was watching some movie yesterday and my mind was wandering and it went to the master and I don't know why it went to the master. I, I don't know what it's. I tell you, dude. <laughs> what was I music. watching? Fuck. What was I watching yesterday? I texted you guys takes, about it. Takes hold of you. Uh, did you, did you text us? I texted you guys that I was watching a movie or I was listening to something or watching something and my mind wandered to... Oh, I'm sorry. It was the blank check episode about watching Crocodile Dundee 2. And for some reason, my mind wandered to the master while listening to them watch that movie, which by all accounts sounds like a horrible movie. Crocodile Dundee, the second one? The second second one. Oh, okay. The first one's a banger. The first one they loved, and the second one I would encourage you to like listen to that like, one because it's is, fucking like, hilarious how much they hate who, that movie. Who like directed they tried those to do movies? an action movie, but with none of it? It was a different was director that? every time, I think. Yeah. Did they just do all the Crocodile Dundee? They movies? did Crocodile yeah, so one, on two, and three, Patreon, and they're gonna do three. Let's on their see. Patreon, they do series. They yeah. don't do. Directors. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. All right, enough Crocodile Dundee talk. Are you sure? Um, so now we got to rank the PTA movies against the Kubrick movies, right? Yeah. Do yeah. you want to do number one versus number one or number three versus number three? I'd say let's start with number three with number three. Okay, so The Master versus A Clockwork Orange. <sighs> I know what Why it is. Why are you guys making me do this? You're you're making me pick. This I'm, I'm glad it came down to this, actually. These two were the ones in my mind that was just like the most comparable, actually. Um, uh, and I know what I'm going to pick. Pat rides for the master. It's the master. I can't, it's the master. Say how to do the master. I'm gonna pick. But the I master. ride for a Clark Gorge. Uh, I, yeah, I, I mean, it's. I mean, it's Philip Seymour Hoffman is. Yeah, I, a, I mean, I probably. I. Yeah, the master. Yeah, the master. My yeah. vote doesn't even matter, but I think I would pick the master. Like that's a movie that, as the further I've been away from, I'm like, that movie's pretty fucking good. Like I need to see it again. Yeah. My mind just I keeps going back guys. to it. Listen to Crocodile Dundee commentary. Yeah, but what about the master? <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, that's so the clear cut uh, victory to uh, Paul Thomas Anderson on that one. Yeah, so then two is 2001 Space Odyssey versus there will Oh, be There blood. Will Be Blood. I think I know what I'd pick. I got. I know what I'd pick. There Will Be Blood. I would also say there will be blood. <laughs> yeah, there will be blood is just like it's a complete movie. Whereas Space Odyssey, like it's because of the visuals that like, yeah. I like it, and the rest yeah. is not it. Like, yeah. there will be blood is just like a fantastic, enjoyable. Movie. But yeah, there will be blood is just like the whole package of just like looks great, sounds great, good, easy to follow. I'm gonna I'm gonna cut your throat. Yeah, and we quote it quite. <laughs> we've quoted it like ever since we, that that episode came out. What like two months ago? And we've said it just about every week. <laughs> Someone yeah. says, "Where do you live?" <laughs> I'm gonna go. This to is you. my Where? son, H. W. Plainview. <laughs> um, okay, and then so Strange Love, Doctor Strange Love, or How I Learned to Stop Worrying and Love the Bomb versus Boogie Nights. Boogie Nights. And this one, I would actually say Strange Love. Boogie Nights. It's all up to you, Drew. 
Man, because they were both like surprisingly like a, a breath of fresh air for me. Because I watched both of them last. Yeah, these I were think, both the, maybe. the last one to watch, and they're way more upbeat and happy. And they were, <laughs> but like undertones of like just horribleness Dark. and darkness. Yeah. And God, these were like the perfect. Well, except I don't think there will be blood versus space odyssey is a good that's matchup. Not really, like, that one's kind of the master and clockwork orange for sure. Is are. Good matchup, and then this one is like a good matchup because these are definitely like probably of these directors are two most like funny movies. I would say, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, the one with inherent vice is pretty funny too. Uh, you're not gonna you I you said Miami Vice and you're not gonna No 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 no, no. In, in <laughs> I'm not falling for it, Patrick. <laughs> uh no, I heard you. Um God damn it. Um Honestly, I think I was just the most I think Strange Love for me. I think it's gonna stick with me for a long time. Boogie Nights still great god damn that like takes offense to this like, it's <laughs> just, a, a slight against him Paul, pta has won every single one up until this yeah week. how are you mad right now Pat? i'm not mad i just i just you think look you're, pissed <laughs> you're wrong i mean I don't <laughs> shut know. up your face like i was talking about miami the thing the again. thing is the thing is it's like i i like a clockwork orange i think is better than boogie nights to me but i like boogie nights more than strange love if that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, and you, but you yeah. like my rankings are different than yours. Three. Yeah, yeah. But I think, I mean, with me giving it to St- Strange Love, I think this still means PTA, PTA still wins. wins. Yeah, two and, out of three. God damn it, films, Patrick! Fil- I, I said it snobs before. everywhere are rolling over into their graves that we just picked someone over Cooper. Uh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, we're getting canceled. Uh, like it, it could have been anyone over Kubrick, and they'd probably be like, "No, it's Kubrick. You're an yeah. idiot." Uh, but I mean. Paul Thomas Anderson makes really good fucking movies. Yeah. I mean, I've said it before and I'll say it again. If, if, if anything came out of if mission accomplished to you, Patrick and making us watch the master and then, and then also talking us into, that and then just like, movie. like goddamn, <laughs> it's a great movie. Master. Like, I mean, if anything, you should consider that a victory. Like drew and I both went and being like, wow, the master kind of fucking sucks. And then being like, Oh, actually the movie kind of rules. It was like low key. Good. I don't know. Again, I'm gonna say it again. Everyone who listens to this should watch The Master. It's just that fascinating. That is probably my biggest win, other than uh, having you guys realize that Al Pacino is a great actor. Al Pacino is a great actor. Yeah, which, like I said, also I've said this before. I don't have to say it on mic. I knew he was a great actor. I didn't know he was the greatest actor of all time. <laughs> yeah, that's what I didn't know. I hadn't the really funny seen thing him is, just like you haven't even seen most of his movies from the seventies. No. Which is I haven't even seen Scarface. <laughs> Um, speaking of Philip Seymour Hoffman, um, just, I started, but I haven't finished it yet. We do, I don't know if we mentioned it, our Monday book club where we talk about movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think we talked about it. Uh, yeah, we, so we're doing Mission Impossible and we start. I started watching Mission Impossible 3. Philip Seymour Hoffman is in it. I he's in that. Oh, hell yeah. He's good. <laughs> like, it's oh, great. Dude, yeah. I'm telling you, three really correct scores, baby. Yeah, I, I can uh, already It can't tell. be better than two. Two is perfection. Two can suck my asshole so that was, that, that was actually something i was thinking of when i was thinking like damn like this is what a good director is because i was thinking like a john woo movie was like the last thing i watched before watching like um 
a clockwork orange and just like the shot where the shadows come in. I'm like, yeah, John Woo can never fucking do this subtly. He'd have birds flying through. People love John Woo though. Like, I don't, John like, Woo is a good director. John Woo is really good. When when I found out, oh, John Woo directed a Mission Impossible yeah. movie, it's almost made it, for him. Still it just didn't was work. so bad. Just didn't so work. bad. Anyway, that's not that's not this podcast. Um, um, all right, so that settles it. PTA is the clear winner. Science. Sonic is sides. a significantly better director than Kubrick. And, yeah, Stanley uh, Kubrick. Wow, what a piece of garbage. Yeah, yeah. Pat, Pat is probably not Kubrick's the like. Pat is probably not the path you wanted to take to get a PTA victory because you had to sacrifice some of your good boys. I did. Um, I did. But I think you won in the end. And also, as we said, the real I, victory, as you said, was getting us to watch the master and and getting you to just watch three Kubrick movies. Clutch. Yeah, that's it's, true. It's and it's weird to me that I had seen one kubrick movie like the the movie i'd seen or the, the director i'd seen before is kubrick versus pta i had not seen a single PTA yeah. movie yeah yeah, yeah I hadn't seen a single neither had i though. I, yeah. I'd never watched a single pta either yeah so uh next time we, i think we could more or less decide what we want to do but anything can happen so we're gonna just keep that one close to chest maybe we'll, we'll announce it, it. yeah we could tweet it out once it's closer to the time but uh yeah okay so yeah. that's uh gonna be it Tanner, you that's wanna... a wrap oh yeah i should thank brett jacobson for creating the the art for our show yeah um it's us fighting each other with like little, little movie props and stuff yeah and uh that's what it is brett uh thought that a clockwork orange was a documentary and he still thinks it is it's very <laughs> confused yeah um about <laughs> he thinks all of those movies are documentaries he's still he, like <laughs> 2001 i don't remember this he's <laughs> like wait when did we nuke russia <laughs> <laughs> i feel like i would have seen that on the news um and of course also we want to thank carl Sorensen. thank you carl for doing the, the the theme for us uh you you can also work with carl go to carljsorensen.com he'd be happy to help you out he does themes for podcasts movies he works in movies done gaming stuff um i mentioned it before he's done music for D campaigns and i think that's a really cool thing that he's done so it's pretty neat so i think pta winner um and that's a wrap then there we go. That's a wrap. <laughs>